I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast. This is our little extra gift for you podcast subscribers. And this week, we're talking about midlife crises. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! We are talking about being 50, nifty, and thriving. I was trying to think <laughs> nifty. of things. Nifty. Thriving with 50. 50, nifty, and thriving. Our next guest, Joe Blackwell, has literally written the book on what to do when you think you might be having a midlife crisis. Uh, it is called Oh Bleep, I'm 50. <laughs> and Joe, you started writing it after, just before you turned 50, is that right? That's right, yes. I started writing it. Um, a little bit closer. <laughs> I started writing it when I started to go into the perimenopause and I had my first hot flush and I didn't know what was happening because people don't know about perimenopause, we mm-hmm. just know about menopause. So explain perimenopause because right. a lot of people go, what's that? Well, you see, the menopause is purely when your periods stop. So it's like puberty, your periods start. Um, the perimenopause is the bit leading up to it and that's what we can have trouble with because you can have incredible anxiety all of a sudden, depression, um, all kinds of aches and pains and, and things like that. And for me, I became very, very depressed and anxious. So I wrote a blog called Project 50 because I thought there must be other women up out there. Mm. It's also a time of change in most women's lives. So my, all my children had left home and I was thinking, what do I do now? Because I'd had four. And... Um, so I started to write and people started connecting with me and I wrote my way out of depression. So that is what I've collected together in this book. It's really my midlife crisis in a blog. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, you come through the other side and you do come out of it. And that's what I do now is I help other women come out of it. How much of a midlife crisis is personal versus society And I think how society treats women basically over the age of 30, maybe 35. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that we're bombarded all through our lives um, by media messages that we're not good enough. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you were talking earlier um, about Botox and things like that. You know, to me, I mean, if you want to have Botox, that's fine. That's your choice. But you shouldn't feel you have to because I don't think it's a compliment to be told you look young for your age. I'm I'm 58 next month. I don't care. No, I'm just happy <laughs> yeah. to look alive I'm just, for my age. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> too. I'm just a privilege to be 
you know, as soon as you yeah. after thirty five, as soon as you're still alive and healthy and can live your life on your terms, that's winning, isn't it? It is. But I mean, I, we posted something the other day about um, Dolly Parton was saying she never goes to uh, sleep without her makeup in cases of fire. So she'll be <laughs> she'll be carried out in a coffin with all her makeup on. Good. And I think it was one of your newspapers actually that <clears throat> carried the story that of women who go to bed with their makeup on and nobody ever sees them without makeup, and they were talking about self esteem and things like that. Mm. Um, and these women were in their 30s, I think, because they had young children. And I just think it's really sad because we've got so much more to offer than how we look. And, um, and you know, we're not here to, you know, for other people to look at us and think she looks young. So did you feel that coming up to menopause, you were beginning to feel invisible? You were, uh, you know, you said, you talk about your children leaving. Mm. That feels like a bit of your identity going. It was huge, yeah, a huge, huge part, part of my identity. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Um, it was heartbreaking, actually, and I, I wasn't prepared for it. I mean, my first son went, and I still had three children at home. Um, so I didn't. It's not that I didn't notice you go, Ben. Obviously, I missed you, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I did have other things to occupy me. And by the time the last one goes, and you know, you, you turn around and you look at your partner and you say, well, "Who are you?" <laughs> wow. You know, and you, you think, well, what am I going to do now? Because your whole identity is, I, I was a facilitator for those four children and, you know, sending them off into the world and I just kind of dedicated myself to that without even making that decision in a way. So it feels as if having your four children, you'd kind of, you as a person had taken a back seat while you facilitated them. Oh, God, mm. yes. Because, I, I mean, I was married a month after my 20th birthday. So I hadn't even what they you know actualized my own adult self mm. at that time, um, and going through my forties, um, I actually have a problem with my knees, and I, I'd been to see a, a consultant, and he said, "Well, you know, you're going to be in a wheelchair eventually. Come wow. back and see me when you're sixty, and your needs have reduced." Oh God. <laughs> I was like, what do you think I'm going to be doing when I'm 60? Sitting on the sofa watching Countdown while I knit. Good <laughs> for you. So, yeah, you know, so I, that, that really added to the depression because I just felt as if I was washed up. You know, I went home to my husband and said, well, I'm beat. Mm. <laughs> I like that. You know, you, that's me done. Do you think that there is a movement away from that at the moment, though? Because there does mm. seem to be... I think more of a discussion around Definitely. menopause, about women in their 50s, about kind of embracing uh, an older age rather than old age, an older age, yeah. which we haven't seen before. I absolutely agree and I'm fa fantastic because it's only just beginning. Um, you know, the, just for the sake of, of the economy, for example, the um, government figures show one in four women think of leaving their jobs while they're going through perimenopause because of the brain fog, the lack of concentration, the hot flushes and so on. I mean, that's a huge loss to the economy if all these women come out of, of, of work at that time. And, um, and talking about, um, you know, things that you can do um, in the workplace, just, uh, I mean, you've got lovely air conditioning in here, so you'll be fine, girls, if you're still here in 20 years' time, you know. But um, Clinging onto the desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just think there's an awful lot of pressure, isn't there, to stay youthful. And you, being youthful is wonderful, you know, being a youth is wonderful, but there's so much more of life, you know, being youthful is not the be-all and end-all. Do you think it's a youthful mindset, though? Is that the thing is it about carrying that mindset of exploration and learning and growth that we kind of associate yeah. with younger people into kind of post 50 life are you definitely that's the the, the key to get to 
a midlife crisis, if you like, which um, is actually a, a crisis of identity, um, is to embrace change. And I think that when we get to 50, actually a lot of us get very set in our ways. So, you know, you, you don't want to do things any differently. If you can embrace change and you can, um, you know, I mean, I started a business and um, I've got a friend who's 75 and she's my inspiration. She's so bright and colourful and she's always learning and she's, she started a business in her 60s and she's still going, you know. There's so much... If you think, going back, um, in 1900, our life expectancy was 49. Mm. We didn't have a menopause. Mm. So, you know, it's only been in the last 120 years, if my maths is right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. That, that so, we've had yeah. to sort of negotiate these things and um, navigate them. And so what has changed for you? How is life different for you from that 44-year-old woman who was like, oh, everything's over? Uh, just indescribably different. Really? Um, I'm a different person. I mean, if you read that book, that's who I was then. Mm -hmm. That isn't me now. Um, What's one of the most radical things you changed? My attitude. Right. Oh. oh. Mm. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the key to everything. Right. You know, I'm on a mission to change attitudes to ageing um, in the Western world. OK, Britain for, to start. Um, you know, one woman I like that, time. though. Yeah. You're like a pioneer woman for yeah. the globe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it you, just... You say it's one woman at a time. <clears throat> when we think of midlife crisis, we do traditionally think it's a male thing. We mm. think it's, you know, a man by leaving his wife, buying a fast car... Picking up a much younger girlfriend. Are we going to change how we see ageing for men as well? I think that there's a huge um, problem with for, for men at the moment, um, with the mental, he mental health um, and everything else. Um, but, you know, it's normally women that leave the men at this age. It's not the other Is way it? around. Oh, actually, I heard that. The stats are that women instigate, uh, are higher for women instigating divorce than it is for men. Hang mm. on, Angela, why is this? <laughs> I think, well, this is just my take on it. I yeah. think by the time women get to a certain age, they have actually grown in confidence and there is a lot more they feel they can do. And I think sometimes people mm. get involved in a relationship pretty young and they lose their identity and they become, you know, a shadow of their former selves. And as they get older, they get more confident and they go, you know what? I don't have to put up with this and I can leave. Mm. Yeah. Joe, would you recognise that? Absolutely. Um, I am married. <laughs> you didn't leave your partner then? I haven't left him, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like that you've left, you've left it open-ended. I might do. You know, Neil, no, I won't. But <laughs> I've, I, I like to say that this year we've had 38 years of wedded. You know, you can't, mm. nobody can be blissful for 38 years. Right. That's ridiculous. Let's, be, let's yeah. be realistic. But if you can support each other to grow and you can, um, you know, a allow each other to explore different things, and I'm not talking about um, relationships, I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, activities and so on, and be supportive of each other. And, um, you know, if you can help the other person be the best person they can be and they help you in the same way, then I think you stand a chance. Mm. Because it's not just about, at this age, it's not just about your relationship, it's about being a family. Yeah. You know, and we've got children, grandchildren. Yeah. You know, so you, you work at these things. I agree. I think mm. giving each other space to grow and being your partner's best friend and your their biggest cheerleader yeah. is what I think can help and contribute to longevity. As opposed to, yeah. I think a lot of marriages you see somebody, you know, is growing and the other person feels really scared and tries to hold them back. Yes. And I think that's when you might get the man or the woman running out the door. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, it's about doing. It's not just about doing things together, but also 
doing things together. Yeah, you, you know? do you. Yeah. Joe, I am about to turn well not about to, but close to turning thirty-eight and freaking out about it. And I definitely really? remembered at twenty-nine and a half having a massive freak out at turning thirty. And I remember waking up on my thirtieth birthday and being like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> no crisis has descended. Nothing, nothing bad has happened. happened. So I'm sort of hoping the same thing will happen on my 40th. But is there is there a way to kind of manage the fear that I think is a midlife crisis? That is the sort of have I achieved enough? Have I done enough? Is my time now over? Um, can I just ask you why? Why you're freaking out about it? <laughs> yeah, why are you freaking out? <laughs> because... I love it. Two people psychoanalyzing Harry. You're 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 done for tonight. Very you're tough therapy for. session tonight. I would say what am I freaking out about? I am freaking out about. Um, I definitely am achievement orientated. So, and I always feel that I'm on a bit of a deadline. So I always feel mm. like if it doesn't happen soon, will it happen? Um and. 40 feels like feels like it might not happen after that particularly I think if you are a woman working in the media yeah you are very aware of the fact that there are significantly less of us over the age of about mm. 40 45 um and I think also I am quite young at heart I've I think I've been about 24 for since I was I was 24 when I was 17 and I've just stayed there um and so it feels like big and responsible to be 40. And I've got a lot of big responsible stuff. I've, you know, I've got a flat and I've got a job and I run my own business and I'm quite successful. But it feels like I have to take it a lot more seriously. Although I could just look at I'm actually not taking that seriously. <laughs> no, there is definitely something at 40 that for me, it was much more of the, I've probably lived half my life. And that was quite a significant thought that went mm. through my head. Yeah. And also there was... A little bit of grieving of, you know, I think in your sort of 20s and 30s, you spend a lot of time aiming, hoping. And I had to make peace with this. And probably there's some stuff now that probably won't happen because I'm not necessarily driven to do that. That's that's just not the way my life is going to go. I'm just really not that sort of person. So there was definitely a bit of that. Yeah, but it was definitely a bit of... It's a bit more self-acceptance of... I was like, well, this is probably how things are going to... You know, I don't know. Just a little Mm. bit of self-acceptance. Made peace with some things. (laughs) Yeah, you're a bit young to be making peace with everything. (laughs) You don't mind. I'm just saying... Yeah, you should be, you know, you know, screaming and, and clawing. It was still. more about whether I can still date toy boys or not, to be honest. Of course you can. I don't think so. Yeah, I think can. those days are over. I love that. I have that's a lot of friends. Really. So that's what it was all about. I feel like, I've grown, I feel like I want a grown-up relationship. You feel yeah. as if you want somebody to talk to, not yes. just look at. Yeah. Exactly. I've evolved as a human. That's what I meant. Is that what you mean? Yes. Um, <laughs> um, if you, I mean, all I would say is that you're coming up for 40. Yeah. So if you are halfway... Yeah, just keep <laughs> just saying that. It's a very stressful I'm coming up for 60. <laughs> but you know what? I'm really excited. I know, but you've literally written never, the book on how to be excited about I've, it. I have never been as happy and as confident and as ambitious Brilliant. as I am now. Because I, I smothered all that, you know, helping my husband with his business, helping the kids and everything else. Now I want something for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I want the success that you're like you're saying that you had. I never had the career, you mm. see, and I'm having it now. 
and I'm having it all. And damn me, I'm I'm, I'm having a really good time. <laughs> and on that note, Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Joe no, Blackwell is the author I think of got away with Bleep, that. I'm 50, uh, and is probably going to become the person that I call every other week to be like, ah, stop freaking out, help. One, two, three, four. This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 